I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie Couric, and welcome to Next Question. Today, with widespread shelter-in-place orders shutting down major cities and many states, the U.S. economy has come to an abrupt standstill. In one week in March, jobless claims jumped by 3 million. And after just five weeks, this COVID crisis has forced more than 26 million Americans to file for unemployment. Hi, my name is Megan Guasari, and this is um, my story. I live in a suburb of Boston, Massachusetts, and I was uh, furloughed from my job on March 29th. Hi, my name is Nicole Daniels. I'm from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I was informed at the beginning of April that due to the economic downturn associated with coronavirus, the field marketing team that I'm a member of was being eliminated. Hi, my name is Barb Nelson, and I am from St. Louis, Missouri. My husband was laid off from his company after 15 years. It has been difficult, and, you know, neither one of us have ever lost our jobs before. So this is is all new road for us. Hi, my name is Nancy Rasmussen. I lost my job at Macy's. I live in Delaware. And right now, that seems to be the least of my problems. Throughout today's episode, we'll be hearing from some of the people behind these unprecedented numbers. But first, let's get some context on what makes them so unprecedented. Most of the estimates for the unemployment rates in April will be around the lines of uh, 20%, right? And at the peak of the Great Depression, In 1933, unemployment was uh, 20%, maybe 25% if you count all the people that were in work relief programs as unemployed. At the height of the Great Recession, we reached 10% unemployment. So we're at the very start of this crisis, and yet we're already seeing numbers that are uh, comparable to the Great Depression. Victor Tan Chen is assistant professor of sociology at Virginia Commonwealth University. 
He studies labor markets, unemployment, and social inequality. He's the author of the book, Cut Loose, Jobless and Hopeless in an Unfair Economy. He told me he's never seen anything like this. The other thing, too, is that the Great Depression, Great Recession, those were financial crises, or at least they started as financial crises. And we've had a lot of experience dealing with financial crises, and we've kind of developed strategies in terms of monetary and fiscal policy to deal with them. This is like uncharted waters for us in terms of dealing with a pandemic where the economy has to shut down in order for it to save itself later on, right? This is a new kind of uh, phenomenon. And so we're uh, trying to figure things out as we go, policy-wise. Which leads me to my next question. How will the coronavirus pandemic change our economic futures? When we talk about unemployment and unemployment policy, timing is everything, right? And and the speed by which this is happening is really concerning because we need to get support to these households right away. Because what we know from unemployment is that it spirals and spirals in terms of its psychological, family, and economic consequences. Victor Tan Chan says all this can put a tremendous strain on relationships. And the longer this goes on, the more dire the financial consequences. If we're going to stop some of those negative outcomes uh, from occurring, we need to introduce immediate relief. And, we, and, you know, to its credit, Congress passed legislation really quickly to deal with that and to top up some of the benefits for unemployment. Unfortunately, many states have been slow to provide that aid. And so we, we see in, in many states a huge backlog in, in, in terms of benefits and the expansions that were supposed to help some of these precariously employed workers like gig workers haven't even begun. So I think timing is really essential in this to prevent the crisis from spiraling out of control. Some of the hardest hit sectors of the economy, like leisure, hospitality, and the service industry, tend to employ people without college degrees, people of color, immigrants, and those already living on less, making this unemployment crisis particularly unfair. The Federal Reserve said in 2017 that uh, you know four out of 10 Americans did not have enough uh, money it's, it's saved up to cover a $400 uh, expense, a $400 emergency. And so you had uh, a large segment of population that is already living paycheck to paycheck, and suddenly this happens, devastating the, the sectors where they're concentrated in. And uh, that's leading to uh, a lot of hardship uh, that hopefully government policies can ameliorate to some extent, but uh, it's unsure how long that support will last. There are also so many small businesses. Now, small business owners are in one category, but the people who work for small businesses, they've also been hard hit, have they not? Yes, and that is a major problem right now is that, uh, you know, uh, the small businesses or or Main Street businesses, restaurants and bars and, you know, uh, various establishments, they don't have the kind of reserves to, you know, weather the storm of this economic crisis. And so you're seeing them uh, lay off their workers. 
you know, rather than keeping them on. Now there's some support, you know, uh, that the government has provided to kind of keep that payroll going for a bit. But, uh, you know, access to that has been spotty uh, so far. And I imagine what we'll see is uh, a lot of these businesses failing and uh, a more consolidation in those sectors where Amazon or Walmart or so on, who have already uh, really uh, devastated, uh, you know, Main Street America in terms of these small businesses, taking more and more of the share of those markets. There's also the precarious workforce that you describe as people who are doing jobs that don't have much security or have part-time jobs, so they're not counted in the unemployment figures, and they don't have benefits. So tell us about this whole segment of the workforce that you term precarious. We're talking here about workers who don't have the kind of long-term, full-time employment that uh, we associate with uh, jobs, uh, typical traditional jobs, right? Uh, Where there's some kind of implicit contract between employers and workers that, you know, that they'll stay there for a long time and and, and work uh, years at a particular company. That has disappeared. And you have instead a lot of uh, workers who are uh, just working on gigs. Maybe they're classified as independent contractors. They do certain projects for an employer and and they basically have the conditions of being real employees in terms of how uh, their work is dictated and and, and managed, but the employers don't have to pay them benefits, don't have to uh, have any long-term relationship with them, can get rid of them whenever they want to. And so you have an increasing segment of the population, about 10%, according to some measures that are fall into this category of either uh, you know freelancers by choice or these kind of independent contractors, uh, not involuntarily because companies have decided they don't want a full-time, a long-term relationship with them. So you have this segment of the population uh, that has been growing in recent years and, and gig workers like the, uh, Uber drivers and uh, Instacart delivery people and so on are a segment of this, but that don't really have much in the way of protections or strength within their bargaining positions in the labor market. And part of that too is the decline of unions uh, that used to provide a voice for these workers and kind of negotiated the full-time, long-term employment contracts of the past that have disappeared now that unions have uh, dwindled to a fraction of their former selves. President Trump boasted about how strong the economy was prior to the crisis. And I know unemployment was low, but does that tell the whole story? No, because what we have seen in recent decades is a lot of folks have simply dropped out of the labor market, dropped out of the labor force. Uh, They're no longer looking for work in recent weeks because perhaps they've uh, just given up on uh, finding a a decent job anymore. Instead, they go on disability benefits, or uh, some of them have gone back to school, but that's a small percentage uh, of the group that is uh, really what we're looking at of, of prime age workers who are suddenly out of the labor force. And we actually saw before of the COVID crisis, we saw some of the lowest rates of labor force participation since uh, the 1970s, right? So we had this problem beforehand of 
large segments of the population, including prime age men uh, who had dropped out. And by some measures, uh, their rates of participation in the economy were as low as they were uh, at the tail end of the Great Depression, right? So that's a kind of invisible crisis that we had because those individuals aren't counted for in our unemployment statistics, right? They, they've they dropped out of the labor market. Uh, they're not looking in the last four weeks for uh, work, which is how we define the unemployed. And so we've had this kind of hidden problem that uh, was masked by the increases in uh, the stock markets and, and the low unemployment rates and so on. And it's also related to things like the opioid crisis that uh, has been going on as well. Um, you know, there's just a lot of economic despair that uh, is concentrated in working class communities, many of them are white communities in, in America's heartland that have seen a loss of those good paying, often unionized jobs uh, that were the backbone of uh, the American middle class for so long and that have disappeared. So we need to also recognize that these trends have been uh, going on for quite some time, uh, even before uh, the crisis. When we come back, how jobs will forever change after COVID, and who might be left behind. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm late. I'm late. For a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. No financial crisis, no recession has hit the U.S. this hard or this suddenly. And the impact of the economic tsunami caused by the coronavirus is likely to reverberate through the labor market long after COVID 19 leaves us, if it ever does. But Victor Tanchen says it's not just a question of when the economy will open up again, but who and how many will be left behind when it does. 
what is more troubling is that there's going to be a large segment of people who don't get rehired, right? And they're going to, they tend to be older workers, right? Uh, who are costly uh, for payrolls. And so employers, once they let go of workers, are going to rehire cheaper workers, right? Or they're going to impose certain technologies that uh, reduce the amount of workers they need. So you're going to have, uh, the economy is going to eventually return, but you're going to have a segment of population uh, who are cut loose and who uh, probably won't uh, be able to reconnect with the labor market later on. And so that's the population I'm particularly worried about because we saw in 2008 the emergence of this long term unemployed population, many of who eventually left the labor force and are uh, kind of contributed to our larger joblessness problem. But that's probably going to happen in this regard, too, even after the economy recovers. So a lot of people may retire earlier than they anticipated. And also, it seems to me that employers are going to have to space out employees. They may not have room to have employees, there will be more people working from home. How do you see that figuring into sort of the workforce of the future, of the immediate future? Uh, well, first of all, it's important to recognize just how unequal um, internet access is in our country. Uh, a uh, Federal Communication Commission you know, report from 2017 says that 30% of American households don't have access to even a slow uh, broadband connection, right? So that's a, a large segment of population that is, uh, you know, looking uh, on their phones to access the internet uh, or just have a substandard access to it. So that presents problems. Uh, and so much of, uh, you know, job seeking is uh, online now. And uh, I think that's going to create uh, issues for workers, uh, especially given that it would be harder, you know, for them perhaps to, you know, hit the pavement to find a uh, uh, jobs. It's also important just to note that uh, it, for those who are able to telework, uh, there's huge class and uh, racial divides in that uh, regard as well. You know, half, uh, one estimate says that about half of those workers who have college degrees are able to telework compared to about uh, 15% of those without college degrees, right? Uh, so uh, there's big differences there. There's big racial differences in terms of African-Americans and Latinos uh, uh, being less able to, to do that. So, um, so if we move to jobs increasingly that require social distancing and require teleworking, certain segments uh, who tend to have less education, who tend to have lower incomes are going to be left out of that new economy that's emerging out of uh, the, these new uh, needs. And I just want to underscore, too, that you know, unemployment is not a negligible uh, or trivial matter. It, it, it leaves scars for people, uh, both psychological and economic, right? Uh, it's comparable to other crises like the death of a loved one or uh, divorce in terms of the real uh, impact and permanent impact it has on people's well-being. Now, when everyone is unemployed, uh, those kind of uh, that kind of impact is lessened, right? Because you know people understand that they're all in this uh, together, but it still has these pretty profound consequences for individuals and their families, and we should be worried about that because uh, it's going to be part of our uh, reality for quite some time. This this spike in unemployment it can have devastating effects and a ripple effect on people's mental health, but it also seems to me 
that it's the the kind of thing that foments a revolution of sorts. Yeah. We stand at, at a kind of important moments in our politics, like which direction do we take some of the fear and anxiety that uh, everyone is feeling right now? Do we channel it in a certain political direction? How are we going to respond to this? Are we going to respond collectively as a nation, recognizing the fault lines that this this crisis has suddenly made visible to us within our labor market? Or are we going to respond as we did in past crises in, in 2008 is a good reminder of this where, yes, there was aid in the beginning, there was support, there was some sense that we're all in this together at first. And then suddenly the narrative changed, right? It was about how, you know, people were being profligate and, and irresponsible. And that was driving some of the uh, joblessness we, we were seeing, you know, that, that led to the rise of the Tea Party, right? This sense, too, that government was bailing out so-called losers or so people that had, uh, you know, overextended themselves at the expense of ordinary Americans. So you could see the possibility of uh, a divisive narrative uh, emerging. And then that's going to stop some of the necessary steps in terms of uh, providing uh, that base of uh, unemployment benefits and other sorts of support that are essential to keep those, not only keep those households solvent, but also to inject some more spending in our economy while things are uh, stalled so that, uh, you know, employers don't uh, collapse uh, because of the lack of consumer demand, right? So all those things are necessary. And unless we have the political will uh, to push forward these policies and extend them as long as they're needed, uh, we're going to pay uh, some long-term consequences for that. Hi, my name is Kathleen, and I've worked as a dental hygienist in California for almost 40 years. I'm almost 65. I have two underlying health conditions, and I don't know when it's going to be safe for me to go back to work. I can't really look too far in the future, otherwise it, uh, it's really stressful thinking, you know, what, what's going to happen. We're, we are a dual-income family and need, to, and need to stay that way. I can't even look at my retirement funds. I know that it'll show that I won't be able to retire when I wanted to in three years. Um, my retirement could be forced now but I don't think my funds will last a long time. I'm just scared for the future. I um, don't have money. <laughs> when we come back, how we can help each other in these desperate times. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm late, I'm late. 
Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. Hi, my name is Mandy Zucker, um, and I'm from Westfield, New Jersey. I have been the program director for a nonprofit grief support center for almost eight years. When COVID-19 appeared, we quickly realized that we were going to have to pivot the way that we provide grief support to our over 400 participants. It only took a matter of days to get our first calls from people who had a family member who had died from the illness. And they were looking for a whole different level of support because the typical rituals and supports that people receive after a death were not available to them. There were no in-person wakes, shivas, funerals. There were no family and friends coming over to sit with them, cook meals, cry together. It was very overwhelming for us as care providers. I honestly wasn't sure how much vicarious trauma I would be able to tolerate. But then I was furloughed. And as much as the need was there, the money was not. Besides the obvious anxiety that I feel about potentially losing my job permanently, I feel the most sad about not being able to support the families I have worked with for so long. And as more people die due to this illness, I long to be able to support them as well. I feel like I have something to offer during this pandemic, but I'm not allowed to. And that is truly a loss for me as well. Before I wrapped up with Victor Tan Chen, I asked what good, if any, might come from this experience. He said the most heartening lesson is perhaps that we found strength and solidarity, that we can do better with a greater sense of community. We can respond to this with a sense of compassion and grace, right? We could respond to this with the understanding that uh, life is not a competition, that uh, the, the threat to uh, our own mortality kind of crystallizes for us what really matters in our lives and, and how important things that we take for granted, like uh, going about our day-to-day lives, are to us. So we could use this as a moment of reflection. I think that uh, a lot of Americans are doing that right now. They're writing in their isolation journals and they're thinking about big picture things and using this moment to reconnect with people around them. They're realizing that the kind of competition of status and wealth that we're so engaged in is is, is somewhat paltry and petty in the, in the grand scheme of things. We could use this as a, a source of motivation, inspiration to be uh, you know, a better country. And, and it really depends on leadership and it depends on uh, people standing up and, and making sure that uh, their leaders do the right thing in that regard. That was Victor Tan Chen, who teaches sociology at Virginia Commonwealth University and is the author of Cut Loose, Jobless and Hopeless in an Unfair Economy. 
I'd like to acknowledge all the people who have written in and called in with their stories. In this podcast, you heard the voices of Megan Gasari, Nicole Daniels, Barb Nelson, Nancy Rasmussen, Kathleen Lang, Mandy Zucker, and Amy Stewart. Hi, my name is Amy Stewart. I really don't know what is going to come next. One thing is for sure, I'm definitely at a crossroads. Well, it is hard, and I am a certain, I know somehow we'll figure this out too. I grew up hearing stories from my grandparents about what it was like for them to live through the depression. I think of them, I think of my parents, I think of my friends, and I think of my husband and I, and all of the things that we've managed to get through before this. One day, this too will be in my rearview mirror, and I will sit around and tell our story to our grandkids in the past tense. There were so many more that we heard from who are struggling, uncertain about their future, or trying to stay positive despite everything. And I just wanted to say, I am so sorry for what you all are going through and so appreciate your sharing your experiences with us. Please continue to write in, call in, reach out on social media. We may all be isolating right now, but we're definitely not alone. And that does it for this week's episode of Next Question. For the most up-to-date information on the coronavirus, please visit the CDC and World Health Organization websites. You can also subscribe to my morning newsletter, Wake Up Call, where we'll be profiling those affected by the pandemic. You'll also be able to see some of those profiles on my social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, and all the rest. Until next time and my next question, I'm Katie Couric. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe and try to stay positive. Next Question with Katie Couric is a production of iHeartRadio and Katie Couric Media. The executive producers are Katie Couric, Courtney Litz, and Tyler Klang. The supervising producer is Lauren Hansen. Our show producer is Bethann Macaluso. The associate producers are Emily Pinto and Derek Clements. Editing by Derek Clements, Dylan Fagan, and Lowell Berlanti. Mixing by Dylan Fagan. Our researcher is Gabriel Loser. For more information on today's episode, go to katiecouric.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at katiecouric. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.